I'm very glad to be with you all tonight. My name is Ken Diller. Uh, I am a professor of biomedical engineering at the University of Texas at Austin. As you can see by looking at me, I'm rather an elderly gentleman. Uh, I've been on the faculty there for 47 years. And uh, I have been the faculty sponsor of the sister group and in Austin for virtually all of those years. And so I, I would say that uh, I, I have interacted over all those years with thousands of students who uh, came through our club. Very, very enjoyable. Um, after all these years on the faculty and I've done a lot of things. I was nearly 20 years. I was a department chairman of mechanical engineering. Uh, I believe when brother Matt Payne was uh, an ME student there. And, uh, and then subsequently, yes. Yep, you were my teacher. Yes, I remember you were my student. And uh, now we're just brothers here together. <clears throat> and uh, so uh, a lot of things have happened in my career. And at this point, people ask me, as I look back, what do I see as my legacy? And really, uh, I think in the long run, my primary legacy is just being with all of uh, the students like yourselves in Austin and uh, uh, <clears throat> in former times when I would travel all over the world I encountered students I had enjoyed the Lord with uh, when they were uh, on campus uh, here there and everywhere uh, recently uh, I was in, in Stuttgart and I was giving a sharing kind of like this sitting in the meeting and all of a sudden, this sister walks in and plunks down just right opposite me that I had known very well years beforehand when she was at UT Austin. And that just enlivened my spirit to uh, uh, see her and be reconnected again. So I'm glad to be here. With you all tonight, the brothers asked me to share on this topic, uh, which we have the outline for, Christ in Genesis, dash the complete experience of God. And so as I began to consider this title before the Lord in preparing, a couple of things really caught my attention. Uh, the first is, if I open my Bible to find Christ, the Old Testament is not the first place that I go. Uh, I, I am used to going to the New Testament to find Christ. And, um, and so the title here, though, is Christ in Genesis. So how do we find Christ in Genesis? Is Christ there 
in Genesis. And in my uh, thought very quickly was, yes, if you have eyes to see deeply into what is in the Bible, Christ absolutely is right there. Um, I, I teach uh, a course at UT Austin uh, in, in the regular curriculum uh, called Science in the Bible. And uh, we read the Bible in class every day and study notes. And it's a very enjoyable course. And I like to uh, give the students an orientation uh, with the Bible. And we have the, the, the Bible to know three critical P's to know God's person, God's purpose, and God's plan for fulfilling his purpose, which in the New Testament is called God's economy. Okay. So we know God is triune. And so we absolutely find God's person in the Bible from cover to cover, from Genesis through the end of Revelation. And indeed, uh, it's considering how does the Bible start? Genesis 1-1 uh, perhaps is universally the best known verse in the Bible. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, if you dip down and, and look at uh, the source of that English language, you see in, in Hebrew, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew, Hebrew language. The word for God there, Elohim, is plural. That means in the beginning, God was there in his trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit were all there at the beginning. And what were they doing? They were creating the heavens and the earth. And that was not an accident. The heavens and the earth were created for God to fulfill his purpose. And so... The God in his trinity was creating, but that Hebrew word, verb, is singular. So we've got right there the action of the trinity singularly, the triune God. So Christ was right there creating everything, the entire universe, so his purpose could be fulfilled. And later in Genesis, when it came to the most important part of the creation, that is the human species in, in uh, verse 26 of chapter one, it says, let us make man in our image. That's God speaking, absolutely in the plural, doing a singular And so the, the Bible, from the very beginning, the first chapter in the Bible, Christ is there 
if, if we have eyes to see him. Okay, so I'm not making progress very quickly in sharing. Uh, we have Christ in Genesis. And absolutely, I believe that if you have eyes and a heart, for it, you can find Christ in Genesis. And then the rest of the title is the complete experience of God. And as I considered, you know, this title could be all transposed to also read the experience of the complete God. We can experience the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And we can see all of this right here in Genesis. So let's Let's see what we have here in the outline. Um, as we, you can see on your outline, is about Abraham, the experience of the father, Isaac, the experience of the son, and Jacob with Joseph, the experience of the spirit. There again is the triune God uh, shown for us to have as an experience there in Genesis. And um, and so, uh, these three show us a picture of the stages of our experience of Christ. Okay. Uh, they, in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we can see pictures. The Old Testament is full of pictures of the reality of Christ. And so we have a picture of God choosing us okay he chose jacob before jacob was ever born he was born second to esau but jacob got the birthright because god chose him he called abraham when abraham was far away from where god's purpose would be fulfilled God called him out from everything he had been involved in to come into his uh, uh, land where he would fulfill his purpose. We see with Isaac that we have been redeemed. Isaac was about to be sacrificed. Abraham's only son, his precious son, was about to be sacrificed and a ram was provided to be sacrificed in his place. And we know Christ is the sacrificial lamb to bear the burden for who and what we are that we can be redeemed. We see that Jacob was transformed throughout his life. He was constantly, <laughs> he, he, he was the, the consummate manipulator 
And that got in into all kinds of situations. And God did not let him escape being under his thumb. Eventually, he found himself in a wrestling match with God. And, uh, and all that issued in Jacob being transformed. And eventually, he became known as Israel. Okay. And then uh, Jacob, the great-grandson of Abraham, excuse me, Joseph, the great-grandson of Abraham, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Joseph. And uh, Joseph went through many maturing experiences himself, uh, lots and lots of hardship in God, in the supply of God. And so eventually he was made essentially king over the entire earth. He was reigning. And so we have here in Genesis a picture of the various stages that we go through from being chosen called, redeemed, transformed, which process we are in right now. And eventually, with transformation, we will be reigning with the Lord. Well, what is all this for? Just for our personal benefit? In a sense, yes. But really, this is for us collectively, corporately, to be the ones to fulfill God's purpose, the fulfilling of God's economy has his chosen, called, redeemed, transformed, and reigning people uh, representing him in the whole earth in the entirety of his creation. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on the clock. Don't want to go too long, but we have this outline here, and there are uh, some really good verses, starting with Abraham. Uh, Acts 7-2 says, and he said, men, brothers, and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham, while he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran. Okay, so when he was far away from the center of where God's operation began, God called him. Okay, in 12, chapter 12, it says, Now Jehovah said to Abraham, Go from your land and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Okay, so that was Abraham's experience. What about our experience? Let me share my screen. 
And we will go to my Bible. This is the Bible I use in my course. You can see this Bible and I have been together for a long time. So in, we're in 1 Thessalonians here, chapter 2. And if we look down here to verse 12, okay. <clears throat> which says, so that you might walk. In other words, this is how you conduct yourselves, how you live your life in a manner worthy of God, who calls you, God calls you, each one of us, into his own kingdom and glory. So Abraham was called from Mesopotamia uh, into God's kingdom and glory. And now in the New Testament age, in the reality of Christ, we're no longer in the picture of Christ. We are in the reality. And we are called into Christ's own kingdom and glory. How wonderful. This is our portion in these days. Okay. Okay, so that's an example with Abraham. Isaac, as I shared, is a, a picture of our being. I think you all know that story. So I'm going to move right along here. To Jacob. And Jacob is a picture of our being chosen before the foundation of the universe. Look here at uh, the verses for Jacob, Genesis chapter 32. Uh, it says, Jacob was left alone and the man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was dislocated. And he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Okay, and so this was kind of a, a culminating experience for Jacob. Jacob had uh, been called before he was ever born. He went through all kinds of experiences with his older brother Esau, with his father Isaac, who he tricked, with his mother Rebecca, who he uh, connived to uh, uh, fool his father, with his uncle Laban, and on and on and on. And eventually, he was transformed. Okay, let me share my screen again and go to our experience in the New Testament. Okay, so we were in First Thessalonians. Let me flip back. 
go to begin. Go to Ephesians. Chapter one, verse four. Uh, these are wonderful verses here. And this particular verse says, even as he chose us in him, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, not based on anything to do with our own merit, anything that we had uh, accomplished, anything that even we would eventually accomplish. God just chose us because that was his sovereign um, ability to do so. God's the creator. Before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish, before him in love. Now you can see all the study notes here in this verse. Uh, it's just uh, a lot of content here. But this happened, we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. You can see, I, I really like to use my Greek English in the linear and look up these words in the original language. Uh, world here is derived from cosmos. Uh, kappa, omicron, sigma, mu, mu omicron, and so uh, the cosmos, we usually interpret as the entire universe. Okay? So the entire universe was created by God. After he had chosen us so that we could exist right now, to be holy and without blemish before him in love. What a remarkable dimension of our experience of Christ. And this is just reflected in what we see in these four generations in Genesis. And, and finally, Joseph is a continuation of Jacob. Joseph suffered through much, much mistreatment. But he became a man mature in God's life through it. And as a result, he was made to reign over the whole earth. This typifies what will be our experience as mature Christians. Once again, we see the complete experience of God in Christ, in Genesis. And, and so uh, when you read the book of Genesis, it should be much more than just an, a book full of interesting stories. That book contains a picture of the gateway for us to our genuine, full, experience as Christians that is our portion. It's our portion from before anything ever even existed, right up through time, you know, 
13.7 billion years to get to right now for us to be experiencing Christ for his purpose and continuing into the future when we can be ruling and reigning with him. Praise the Lord for such a book as the Bible that uh, encourages us, gives us a vision for our experience as Christians. Okay, I believe I am right on the time when I am supposed to finish. <laughs>